There's power in perspective. Your heart beats on average 108,000 times every single day. That's 108,000 reminders, 108,000 indications, 108,000 sources of evidence, significant proof that you still have a chance. You still have a chance to make a difference. You still have a chance to make your comeback. You still have a chance to come out on top. You still have an opportunity to make it right. Every single day that you can wake up and take your right hand and put it on your chest and feel your heartbeat, feel your life source, feel that rhythm, feel that thump in your chest, you still can beat the odds. It has not beat you if you can feel your heart beating. Welcome to the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast. I am Roy Hall Jr. I'm extremely excited to be with you all today. We have a powerful message today a life-changing message today, a message in personal and professional development that will help you understand the power of perspective, the power of perspective. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast can be found on every major streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and my favorite, RoyHallJr.com, RoyHallJr.com. You can go to RoyHallJr.com and find every episode of the Roy Hall Jr. podcast. About four years ago, our nonprofit organization, The Driven Foundation, started a after-school program, an after-school mentorship program for boys in fifth and sixth grade at Moeller Elementary School here in Columbus, Ohio. And it was somewhat of a challenge to start this after-school mentorship program because there's an amazing group national organization called After School All-Stars that already had established itself as the after school program in this school. Now, based on our partnerships in this school, uh, they trusted us to be able to come in once a week and work with young men after school for about two or three hours. Now, we provided food and tutoring and homework and character building uh, activities and projects and workbooks. And it was 20 young men and they were paired with 20 adults from around 20 professionals around the Columbus area. Now, these men would drive, you know, 30, 40 minutes to make sure that they were there for their uh, respective mentee. And uh, we did some great work for the duration of the school year. Now, the crossover was there were students that were in the Driven Foundation mentorship program that also attended after school All-Stars. And for that one day, every Wednesday, those boys in after school All-Stars in fifth and sixth grade would come and participate in the Driven Foundation Mentorship Program. Now, it worked out extremely well, primarily because of the leadership within After School All-Stars. And one specific person, Ms. Dreddy, um, was instrumental in making sure that transition from After School All-Stars, of which she had worked for, and transitioning those boys to the Driven Foundation Program every Wednesday, uh, she was very instrumental in making sure that transition was, was seamless. Now, what was interesting in that transition was the first couple of weeks we were there, she would always tease me because we were giving away all types of trinkets and gifts and clothing items and sweatshirts and T-shirts to our boys. And they would always run back and say, hey, Ms. Dreddy, look, <laughs> look what Coach Hall gave us. And um, she come to realize that we weren't obviously just giving away gifts. Uh, but what she said to me was, make sure you take care of my boys. Make sure you take care of my boys. And I never forgot that because she didn't say make sure you take care of one of the boys or two of them. She looked at every single one of those students as her boys. She took care of them as best as she possibly could. Unfortunately, I found out last week that Ms. Dreddy passed away. She had a fight with cancer. 
She was just 36 years old, and um, it was devastating news, obviously, to anyone that knew her and all the students that she's impacted um, while being a mentor, while being a coach, while being a teacher uh, of young people. And it got me to thinking about the value of life. And I wanted to do some research and I started looking if I could find anything um, in her obituary. And I, I came across a comment that a woman made about her. And I want to share it with you all. It says, Dreddy was like the sunshine walking into your room with her smile, her presence and joy for Jesus and people. What an honor to know and work with such an amazing woman. My prayers and condolences for her short time here, yet her impact was beyond grand. And as I read that and I started thinking about how this woman was able to capture the totality of the, the impact that Miss Dreddy had on everyone around her. She starts out by saying Dreddy was like the sunshine walking into your room with her smile, her presence and joy. She was like the sunshine walking into the room with her smile, her presence, and her joy. When we're talking about perspective, when you walk into a room, things should change. When you walk into a room, the atmosphere should change. When you have an opportunity to shine your light and share your gift with the world, things should change. Many people that you come across in your life will be going through dark moments, personally and professionally, but you have an opportunity when you show up with your life to be the sunshine that brightens up everybody's life, to be the light in their world. She went on to say that it was an honor to know and to work with such an amazing woman. Don't we all want to make sure that we have the impact that Ms. Dreddy had? You want to be amazing to work with. You want people to say it was an honor to be side by side, to call them a professional, to be working right next to them. Every time that you show up to work, that should be part of what's on your agenda and on your mind. People talk about having the right set of motives. Your motive should be to make sure that people around me know that I am there to help them and I'm there to help build them up. Most people in the professional space, it's all about them. It's all about their life, their goals, their dreams, their aspiration, their ambition. But part of being a professional, a successful one, is making sure that you work for the people around you, not work to, to get to where you want to go. You try and elevate the people on your team and the people around you. You want people to say that you were amazing to work with. And then last but not least, she said her impact was beyond grand. It was beyond grand. So it was unexpected. There are certain things that you are expected to do when you walk into your office that you're expected to do as a parent, that you're expected to do um, as a friend, that you're expected to do as a husband or a wife. There are certain expectations, but the thing that makes the person great are to go beyond those expectations to become grand. Go beyond expectations and become grand. Some people talk about sacrifice. Other people live sacrifice. You can't just talk about sacrifice and you have to live it. And in order to work with kids, many of the educators, people in education, teachers, staff, they have to sacrifice. They're obviously underpaid. They're the, the most significant influence in our young people's lives. And they're underpaid. They don't necessarily have all the resources that they need. But sometimes 
uh, your calling comes with a cost. Sometimes you have to give up wanting to make $150,000 or $250,000 a year. Sometimes you have to give up wanting to start your own business. Sometimes you have to give up wanting to start your family when you want to because you feel like you need to sacrifice to make sure that these young people get exactly what they need. Mentors, leadership skills, development, social skills. So your calling has a cost. And those that walk in calling don't necessarily care about the cost they're willing to give up what they need to give up so that others can have what they're supposed to have and go beyond where they even think they can go and so today I want to dive into perspective thanks to Miss Dreddy our thoughts and our prayers are with Miss Dreddy's family all the teachers and friends and people that she's impacted the students that are mourning her loss but I know she's watching. I know her spirit is just gliding across the Empyrean above. And I'm thankful for Miss Dreddy and her life and the impact that she had on the Driven Foundation and volunteering as a Driven Foundation team member and participating. One of her favorite events was our Thanksgiving dinner where she would invite some of those families that she was helping out to receive some free food and, and she would stay and help and set up. And so our thoughts and our prayers are with her family and all the people that she's impacted. And I'm thankful for her life. And I'm thankful that she gave us our message for today. She gave us perspective. And so we're going to dive into that. Because perspective, I believe, is definitely a top three characteristic of successful professionals that people do not talk about. It's a top three characteristic of professionals, successful professionals that people don't mention and people fail to talk about. Powerful professionals protect their perspective. Powerful professionals protect their perspective. They protect their, they, they understand the value of perspective. They understand what it means to not get too high or get too low, but to always be in a position to respond and not necessarily react to adversity or even uh, when things are going the right way. Powerful professionals protect their perspective. They quarantine their perspective. They make sure they don't lose perspective. I believe if we constantly worked on ourselves, personal development, if we constantly tried to become a better person, become the best version of ourselves, increased our character, our empathy, started trying to understand ourselves more, dealt with our own problems, dealing with our own fears, dealing with our own traumas. If we dealt with our own challenges, if we just developed ourselves, I promise you professional development will become obsolete. I really believe there would be no reason to try and train or help people train how to deal with team members, how to handle coworkers, how to handle and talk to your boss, how to deal with people that, that write your checks, how, like how to deal with work, stress, like how to balance uh, life and work, how to balance home life and work life, those things would come a little bit more natural if we just became the best version of ourselves. We need training on all the things that are based um, and founded in your character and who you are as a person. And most people don't want to develop their own uh, they don't want to develop as a person, so they struggle professionally because they carry the junk from their personal life to their professional life. They handle each situation the exact same. So today, this message on perspective is going to penetrate your, pers your personal development. 
Not so much your professional development. That comes as a byproduct of your personal development. The best way that I can help illustrate perspective is to offer this tool that I use to help uh, me protect my perspective, to help me keep a border or a impenetrable perimeter around my perspective on life. Um, it's, it's a poem, actually. It's a poem, but it is a tool. It's a tool for a reason, but it's a poem called The Dash. Now, some of you may have heard of this poem before and read it before. If you have, awesome. It's a great reminder. If you have not, this will be a great gift to you. Now, this tool, The Dash, the author is unknown. And it's always amazing to me how many things we use, how many things uh, that we encounter or are in our day-to-day -day lives that were developed or engineered by men and women whose names we'll never know. And so this masterpiece was created by a thoughtful individual, a compassionate individual, but an individual who understood the power of perspective. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read this, but there are a few lines in some of these stanzas that stand out to me that we'll dive a little bit more into. Uh, but let's dive into it. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstones from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of his birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For the dash represents all the time that he spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved him know what the line is worth. For it matters not what we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left. You could be at dash mid-range. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way that other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we never loved before if we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile remembering that this special dash might only last a while. So when your eulogy's being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Now, before we go to our next segments, one of the questions that I'm often asked is how do I get you to come to my event? How can I get you to speak with my team or speak to my company? And the answer to that is RoyHallJr.com. As a corporate speaker, I focused on helping professionals master mental toughness, their mindset, consistently performing under pressure and maintaining motivation. I spent over a decade, man, it's been a decade. Anyway, speaking to corporations at business conferences, professional development seminars, and virtual training. During my five years as a professional football player, yes, I played professional ball for the Indianapolis Colts, a coffee break with the New Orleans Saints, and uh, three games with the Detroit Lions. I acquired a supreme understanding of what it takes to not only inspire professionals to perform in high-stress situations, but also what tools and strategies to provide them with to help neutralize challenges in the workplace that influence disengagement and low motivation. Mastering mental toughness begins with turning stress into durable strength. You no longer have to just admire what professional athletes do. 
you can apply the exact productivity principles that they use to your profession as well. You have what it takes to be a pro. Yes, you do. Listen, visit RoyHallJr.com. That's RoyHallJr.com to find out how I can speak at your next event, virtual or in person, or provide your team with a private professional development training. That's RoyHallJr.com. RoyHallJr.com. Be a pro. You love how I mentioned my website like four times. Lucky I didn't come up with a jingle. Let's get back to work. Know the value of your line. Other people know what your line is worth. The people around you, the people that love you, the people that care about you, the people that work with you, they understand and interact with you on a day-to-day basis. Your words and actions do have a massive impact on their lives as well. But one of the mistakes, one of the things that we take for granted is constantly staying in perspective to what the value of our line is worth. You have to know how valuable your life is. There are times that things will be difficult. There will be times where you have uncommon success, but you have to maintain perspective. You have to know the value of your line. You have to know how valuable you are. On average, your heart beats 108,000 times each day. On average, your heart beats 108,000 times each day. Now, if you live in Columbus, Ohio, or you're a college football fan, if those 108,000 beats were people, they would fill up Ohio Stadium where the Ohio State football team plays every Saturday in the fall. Understand how awesome and valuable that is. And if your heart has ever skipped a beat, you understand the value of those beats. If you miss five, if you miss 10 of those beats, you know how costly that could be. Know what your line is worth wherever you are right now, real time, a perspective point of view. I want you to take your right hand and I just want you to put it right over your heart. I want you to put your right hand right over your heart. If you're driving right now, don't take your hand off the steering wheel. You could do it when you get to work or get, get home or wherever you're traveling to. But I want you to take your right hand and I want you to put it over your heart. I want you to feel that energy. I want you to feel your life. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that before, but I want you to feel your life. I want you to feel your energy. I want you to feel your spirit. I want you to feel that thump in your chest. I want it to remind you and give you perspective that you are still here. Your life has value. Know the value of your line. I want you to take two fingers, put it on your wrist, right? Put it in between your bicep and your forearm. Take your own pulse. Take your own pulse. I want you to get a gauge on how alive you really are. I want you to feel that blood pumping through your entire body. Know the value of your line. Every single time that you take your pulse, it's a reminder. Every single time you put your hand on your chest, it's an indication. Every single time that you feel your heartbeat, it's evidence. It's significant proof that you still have a chance, a chance to make a difference, a chance to leave your mark, a chance to make it right, a chance to do something that's never been done before, a chance to take your company, your family, your professionalism to a whole nother level. You still have your life. How valuable is that? It's a constant Reminder, if your heart is beating, you can still beat the odds. I'll say it again. If your heart is beating, you can still beat the odds. If your heart is beating, it didn't beat you. 
If your heart is beating, it didn't beat you. The challenge didn't beat you. The difficulty didn't beat you. The obstacle didn't beat you. The hardship didn't beat you. The misunderstanding or the mishap did not beat you. The missteps didn't beat you. As long as your heart is still beating, you can beat the odds. What has the last year taught you? What has the last 13 or 14 months taught you? Hopefully to be a little bit more patient. Hopefully it also taught you that no matter how much money you make, it's not going to matter if a virus comes out of nowhere that you can't see and that you don't know how to fight. It's probably also taught you that you need to spend a little bit more time with your family. It's probably taught you that you need to get the right perspective. On average, two people pass away every second. Two people pass away every second on average. What is the value of today if tomorrow never comes? It's irreplaceable. It's valuable. It's priceless. What is the value of today if tomorrow never comes? It's irreplaceable. It's absolutely 1,000% priceless. 28.9 million total cases of COVID-19 in the United States. Again, what's the value of today if tomorrow never comes? It's invaluable. It's irreplaceable. It's priceless. Over 520,000 people have died due to COVID-19 or COVID-19 related complications. What's the value of today if tomorrow never comes? It's invaluable. It's irreplaceable. It's absolutely priceless. So each and every day that you get an opportunity to wake up and take that right hand and put it over your heart and feel that energy. I need you to be thankful. I need you to be grateful. Perspective, powerful professionals protect and quarantine their perspective. They understand that their life is a gift, that every single day is a gift, that tomorrow is not promised. So let's go, let's go ahead and write a couple things down. Let's write a couple things down. Number one, I want you to write down, know what my line is worth. Know what my line is worth. And you can also put in parentheses, irreplaceable, invaluable, priceless. But I also want you to write down another principle I'm going to introduce you to. I want you to honor your heart. Honor your heart or respect your heart. Honor your heart. And honoring your life is to make sure that you maximize and each and every day, give your best efforts to the things that matter most to you, your family, first and foremost. Obviously, your relationships, your business relationships as a professional, whatever you're an expert at, whatever they brought you on board to the team to, to offer your expertise to, you want to make sure you honor, you want to honor your life by maximizing and giving your most to those respective areas. But I want you to honor and respect your heart. You can never, another, another way to look at your life or your line is to view it from the lens of passion. And most people that love their life, most people that have a joy for life, most people that understand and are grateful to be here, they consistently have passion. They have passion when they're coaching. They have passion when they're parenting. They have passion uh, when, they're, when they're getting introduced. Like, they have passion. They're just, it just means that you want to do it. It means you want to be in the room. 
So I want you to honor your heart. Never allow anything or anyone to steal or dilute your passion. No one should be able to steal your passion. It is your heartbeat come to life. When your heart jumps out of your chest and is manifesting in your energy and in your life, that is your passion. And people can see it in your smile, the way that you act, the way that you show up timely, the way that you do your work, they do your job, the way that you parent. They can see your passion. They can see how much it means to you. Your passion expresses how much something means to you. You cannot allow something negative or something small or a person to steal your passion. You got to honor your heart because passion never has to beg for advancement. Passion doesn't have to beg or ask to go to the next level. The person or the individual or the professional that masters their craft and focuses and proceeds forward with passion will be escorted to the front. People will literally move out the way when a person with focus and passion is walking down their path. The way that they figure, I might as well move out the way before I get run over from this person going and pursuing whatever it is that they're after. Because these people are waiting in line. There are people that are waiting in line and people that make their own path and make their own line. They skip the line. Passion allows you to skip the line. The people waiting in line are waiting for an opportunity, waiting for somebody to give them a pr promotion, waiting for someone to show them the right way to do things, waiting for someone to come get them and move them to the front. But passion never has to beg for advancement. The person who masters their profession with passion and focus will be escorted to the front. People just move out the way. And not only people, watch this, fear will step aside when you have passion. Anxiety and worry and doubt and depression will move aside, will step aside when you have passion. Being unproductive will step aside when you have passion. If you are not dead, you are not done. If you are not dead, you are not done. You got work to do. But if you have passion, you'll find yourself in the front. You'll find yourself leading people. You'll find yourself living your life to its maximum capacity. And that's knowing what the value of your line. That's what honoring your heart is. That's what respecting your heart is. Making sure that you use your life in a way, in such a way that it can't even be argued or disputed whether or not you're thankful and grateful here every single day. Speaking of valuable, Handmade with Love by Sonya. Handmade with Love by Sonya. Custom handmade crocheted adult and toddler beanies baby blankets and ear warmers keep warm with custom 100 acrylic name brand yarn customized for the size of your head so that it fits perfectly visit handmadebysanya.com that's handmadebysanya.com handmadebysanya.com i went to handmadebysanya.com and i now have a red beanie and a royal blue beanie which is an exclusive uh, again, available at handmadebysanya.com. Uh, the spring is right around the corner, but those chilly mornings and those chilly evenings uh, definitely comes in handy. Let me transition back to the dash. Now, there's another stanza that I mentioned earlier that stood out to me in a specific line, and it goes, so think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? Think about this long and hard. Are there things that you'd like to change? Are there things that you'd like to change in your professional life? Are there things that you'd like to change in your personal life? 
Think about it, ponder on it, meditate on it long and hard. Are there things in your life, personally and professionally, that you'd like to change? Now, the second question is, why haven't you changed them yet? Why haven't you changed them yet? Because most people want to change a bunch of things, but they have not started to move or progress into that direction for multiple reasons. And I'm going to give you my top two. But there are many reasons why people don't move in the direction that they know they should be moving in and they just sit stagnant. Are there things in your life that you'd like to change? Because the second piece is, why haven't you changed them yet? And I'm going to give you my top two reasons and hopefully um, how to combat it and motivate you to, to work outside of that. But number one is fear. Number one is fear. Number one is fear. The main reason why people don't change the things that they want to change in their lives is because of fear. It's not because they don't have the tools. It's not because they can't. It's not because they don't know how. It's fear. Fear of actually doing it and also fear of failing, okay? But fear uh, has more to do with ego and control because when you have control over something, usually you don't fear the results that come from it because you feel like you can dictate what's going to happen. But fear is the unrestricted realization that you aren't in control of what comes next. Fear is the unrestricted realization that you are not in control of what comes next. Unrestricted because your imagination starts to run wild. You will come up with every reason to not go after or to do what you need to do to have a more successful career and to have a more successful family because of fear. Your imagination will talk you out of it. It's unrestricted in that capacity. But also, one of the characteristics of fear has everything to do with prox proximity. The power in fear resides or is related to proximity. So the further you get away from the thing that you fear, the less control it has over you. I'll say it again. The further you get away from the thing you fear most, the less control it obviously has over you. And so it has to do with proximity. What's the best way to get out of fear? To do the exact opposite of what you fear. To do the thing that you fear most. And all of a sudden you start to move away from fear and you start to move into an area where you can start to conquer and get to the next level. You start to face your fears. You start, and, and not only you face your fears, but when you get away from fear, you start to face the things that you wanted most. You start to be able to see and identify the very thing that you want to go after, the very place that you want to be in your life. So fear has everything to do with proximity. You have to get away from it. The best way to get away from it is to do the very thing that you're fearful of doing. Most of the time, people aren't present in the moment. If I start thinking too much about the future, that's when I get into fear. Anxiety, unease, tension, stress, worry are all forms of fear, okay? That's too much thinking about the future. Now, too much thinking about the past is where you get into guilt, regret, resentment, bitterness, sadness, and unforgiveness. So those are characteristics of thinking too much about the past. But if you're present in the moment, again, if you know the value of your line, if you're present in the moment, you won't even walk in fear because there's nothing to think about. But when you think too much about the future and controlling the future or the things in the future that you don't have control over, that's when you live in fear. Fear does not have power over you. Fear is projecting ourselves into a future to fight a battle that hasn't even happened yet and may never happen. It is impossible to overcome something that hasn't happened. 
Fear is projecting ourselves into a future to fight a battle that has never happened and may never happen. And it's absolutely impossible to overcome or to win a battle against something that may or may not happen. So all of a sudden, we're putting ourselves in position to lose. Every single time we walk in fear, we put ourselves in position to lose, in position to fail. And the more we fail, the more we walk in fear. The more we don't do the things that we're called to do. The more we don't live a life like Miss Dreddy lived, where, you know what, I, I know the cost of walking in my calling, but I can't be afraid to impact people's lives because of my bank account or what I can or can't do with a potential business. True leaders, true leaders do not walk in fear. You can't walk in fear. Um, you have too many people to lead. And let me give you number two. Uh, the second, in my opinion, the second reason why people don't change the things that need to be changed. And it's uh, because of procrastination. Procrastination. People tend to hesitate. People tend to delay. People tend that they have time. And it all goes back to not understanding the value of your line. That every single second is valuable. Procrastination is about ego. Procrastination is an arrogant assumption that somehow you are owed an opportunity to do tomorrow what should have been and what could have been done today. It's an ego problem. It's an arrogant assumption. Procrastination is an arrogant assumption that somehow you are owed the opportunity to do tomorrow what could have been and what should have been done today. It's arrogance. It's not understanding the value of the line. It's not understanding the value of the dash. It's not understanding how to be present in the moment. It's not walking with a powerful perspective. It's not a protected perspective. It's you thinking that you have an opportunity to do something tomorrow when tomorrow's not guaranteed. You have to know the value of the line. And so the next piece is how do I do that? How do I change? How do I know the value of my line? How do I change my perspective? And the very first thing that I would say to you is make sure that you download or copy and paste the dash and get it into your phone. Get it into your phone or get a physical copy that you could print off and have somewhere on your desk or in your home or on your refrigerator for those people that still put things on the refrigerator. But make sure you have a copy of this tool, a copy of the dash with you no matter where you are. So if you're dealing with something positive, you can make sure you keep yourself uh, in perspective by reading the dash. If you're dealing with a problem or something difficult, you can also read the dash to make sure that you have the proper perspective. As a matter of fact, you can go to RoyHallJr.com and under the podcast section, you can go and print off a copy, your very own version of the dash. I'll make that available to you all as well. So number one, get a copy of the dash. The second thing that I want you to do, and I'd ask you to do, is to write down three things that you have in your life right now that you'd like to change. I don't care how big they are or how small they are. It could be a personal situation dealing with your weight. It could be, hey, I don't have high self-esteem. I, I, I want more confidence. I want you to write down three things that you'd like to change. It may be the amount of time that you're spending at the office or at work. Three things that you'd like to change. Then, right next to those three things, I want you to write down every reason that you have not changed those things. These three things that you've been carrying around for so long, I want you to write down the various reasons, no matter how big or how small they are, on why you have not changed these things yet. Once you have those three things written down that you'd like to change, and you also have the various reasons, no matter what they are, 
as to why you haven't changed those things, I want you to go to Google and I want you to search those exact things. I want you to search the things that you'd like to change and how other people have overcome or changed or solved those same riddles or problems. That's the awesome thing about technology and the internet. You can literally go look up the exact solutions and strategy and blueprint on how to overcome the various challenges that you have because there are people just like you that have overcome the exact same things that you have with various strategies. So you can find the one that works best for you and start to implement in your day, implement those strategies in your day-to-day -day routine. Now, once you have the how, I want you to gather your team. I want you to think about two people that you can trust to hold you and keep you accountable in these areas. I want you to have two people that you can count on that can hold you accountable and keep you accountable to make sure you're taking the right steps to change the things that you want to change. Now, in doing that, those four easy steps, I get a copy of the dash. I write down the things that I want to change in my life. I write down the reasons why I haven't. I research how other people have changed those things and overcome those same obstacles. And then I get an accountability team of two people to make sure that I'm doing my part to make sure those things six months from now or a year from now have actually changed in my life. And honestly, I implemented this exact same strategy with this podcast. Uh, fear of getting started because there's already hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are successful, that are in self-improvement and personal and professional development and feeling like if I just add it, it would just be another voice, another talking head, another person that people um, need to be coerced or convinced to listen to. And so I hesitated on having my own podcast for a very, very long time, specifically for professional and personal development. And I had to look at um, all the people uh, that didn't have podcasts and read some of these testimonials of people who didn't want to start and felt just like me. Hey, it's just going to be another thing. I know I know I have something to say, but who's going to listen to me? Um, and this is coming from someone and I, I've speak, spoke to, you know, you know, crowds of 10,000 before 15,000 people. And I still had that fear, uh, not necessarily fear of fear of failing, but just fear of not being enough for what people wanted. And um, I had to get on, see how people built their podcast, how it took a long time. Sometimes, you know, you might have an episode that, that, that people really, really love. But as long as you're staying consistent and sharing your gift and understanding that your gift, whatever that is, is not yours. And so, again, um, part of this selfishness, like feeling like, hey, you know, maybe you're not good enough, but um, it's not up to you to decide. It's for the people that are listening to you. And so I'm thankful for you all who are listening. As I, again, went through that exact process, writing down what I wanted and wanted to change and wanted to have in my life, started implementing the strategies, figuring out what other people did to have success got some accountability partners, got a timeline together, and here we are with the Roy Hall Jr. podcast. And so um, this really works if you take the time to do it. And again, it's understanding the value of your line. Because what I used to say was I have time to do my podcast. I'll get to it. I'll get to this. I'll get to that. 
and here we are um, eliminating that procrastination so i know this strategy will be helpful for you as soon as you start implementing it once you implement those four things or as you're implementing those four when you make you a priority when you make becoming a better version of yourself a priority what you're telling the universe is you value your line you value your dash not only are you getting better as a person and as a professional but you will be better for the rest of the people that you have interactions with on a day-to-day -day basis. So I don't I don't know about you all, but I'm 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 fired up. I'm fired up. I am thankful for the life that Miss Dreddy had, but I'm also thankful for the message that her life carried to make sure that you are a light, to make sure that people have a take pleasure in working with you and being around you and having an impact that goes beyond expectation. That's where we want to be as professionals. This, this, this here, this here is golden. This is powerful. This will impact your life forever. It will change your perspective right now. It will put everything in order right now if you implement those strategies. This, this, this podcast was amazing. This was amazing. This is a gem right here. And this is something that you can share not only with people on your team, but your family members as well. And honestly, the best way to do that is to just forward and share this podcast with them. If you go to RoyHallJr.com, RoyHallJr.com, again, you can find every episode of the Roy Hall Jr. podcast. Know the value of your line. Go out and change the things that you've always wanted to change. And always remember to be a pro. Always remember to be a pro.